evening. Hope you're all doing well. Today we're learning Maseches Kedush and Daf Lamed. Couldn't be more apropos. Long discussions today about the Eitzar Hara, how to combat the Eitzar Hara, etc. As we are on the cusp of Rosh Hashanah, no better a time than to remind ourselves of that which is important and how to navigate that which is in our way to getting to that which is important. We're starting on Lamed and Aleph, about eight lines down at the two dots. The Gemara says, Ad chayv adam lalamed es Torah. How far does a person have to go to teach Torah? Amr of Yehuda Marshmul, Kigon Zvulun ben Dun. It should be similar to the person whose name is Zvulun ben Dun. What did he do? Shalimdu avi aviv, his grandfather taught him Mikra, Umishna, the Talmud, Halachos ve'agados. Kola Torah Kula, the grandfather taught him everything. Zvulun learned everything from his grandfather. Says the Gemara, that's not so pashut. Meisve, we have a brisa. Lamdu mikra, ein malamdu mishnah. Once you've taught him mikra, you don't even have to teach him mishnah. Amar rava mikra zu Torah. All you need to teach your child is Torah. So how then do we understand this line of the Gemara? Says the Gemara, uh, it's kizvulin ben dan v'lo kizvulin ben dan. There are features of the, the mitzvah of Talmud Torah that are like zvulin ben dan and features that are not. And let's look at both sides. There is definitely a mitzvah for a grandfather to teach his child Torah. We learned that on yesterday's blot. How is it different than In the case that was presented at the top of the page by a Rav Yehuda Mershmuel, where he said that Zvulun ben Dan taught him kola Torah kula but in this brisa it is mikra levad. Okay, different discussions here as to what it means, the mitzvah of Talmud Torah, what the scope is. If I'm a dad and I have kids, what do I have to teach them? I have to teach them how to read Chumash. That's what the Gemara seems to conclude. I'm sorry. Is it in fact true that the Brisa says that the father of the father is obligated to teach a, a child? The Brisa says, we're a third of the way down. We have a diuk. And not only that, another Pasuk that speaks about the same idea. So what does that Pasuk mean? If you teach your son Torah, so if you do your part as a as a parent, if you're teaching your son Torah, and then in turn, he turns around and passes on the Masorah to his kids, you get credit for that. That's what it means when the Pasuk says, So back to where we started, how then do we see that there's a chiv of a, fa, of a grandfather to teach Torah? The Pasuk seems to say, and then the next Pasuk seems to tell us that, yes, you get credit for teaching your son, but Lamaisa. There's no formal chiyuv on the grandfather to teach the child. It says the Gemara, Huda Amar It must be that, that this author is like the following. Brisa de Tanya. I only know about my children. And how do we know about my grandchildren? That I'm obligated to teach them Torah as well. So it says the Gemara, In Cain, if that Pasuk does in fact teach us that I have an obligation to teach my grandchildren, the Gemara says, Why then do we have the word Benechem? We thought that Benechem was to teach us Benechem Benechem. The Gemara says, no, the din is that there's no mitzvah to teach our granddaughters Torah. It can stop just at the grandsons. Halfway down, the Gemara says, Amr ben beno, or possibly even beno. Discussions over here if this word ben belongs here. In the Dufusim Yishanim, this word was not here. Uh, so it really just depends on what you have. It also says on the side here that in the Yalkut Shimoni, in the Rif, in the Hagos ben Aryeh, and in the Rashash, this language of ben was not there. So we're going to skip it for our purposes. Anyone who teaches Torah to their son, it says, if... It's as though he has, uh, the apostolic applies to him that he received the Torah at Harsina. One says you should. If you teach, teach your grandson to take Harsina. 
It's your son. That's what I'm saying. The word ben here is extra. Do you have a mark there? And so that's what I was saying. Over here, the Gemara says that this is a mistake and the notes on the side say that the word ben does not belong here. So then we have to read it differently. Anyone who teaches their child Torah, then it's as though he received it at Harsina. How do we know? Because of a juxtaposition of Psukim. The next Pasuk says, uh, and therefore we make a connection between teaching Torah and have it being as though it was from Har Sinai. The Gemara says a little bit uh, more than halfway down, almost two-thirds of the way down, he saw Rabbi Yishuv and Levi run out of the house. He took a, a dirty towel and threw it over his head and ran out. He was running with his grandson, hand in hand, running down the street. This guy's wearing a gross dish towel, and he's not wearing his regular head garb. And Rabbi Yishuv and Levi was a massive Amora, a big Talmud Chacham. Looks at him and said, Rabbi Shlita, can I get you a regular head wrap? What are you wearing? Is it a small thing that it said in the Torah? How can you say that it's a small thing? I don't care if my kippah is not the right kippah. If it's time for me to be in the base, be in the base marriage with my son, so be it. So I did this once by accident, not on purpose. I walked into this fine establishment, actually the old Tui. I walked in with one of my children's decorative olive based four-year-old kippahs and I'm davening a regular mariv and I'm sitting there I push it I had no idea that I was wearing this kippah I think Rabbi Friedman called me out and he's like oh, did you get a new kippah Phil and I looked at my kippah and it said olive based all over like a little kid I wasn't paying attention I'm not Rabbi Shubin Levy I wasn't paying attention he picked a bad one on purpose Rabbi Shubin Levy grabbed the first thing he saw and ran out of the house why because learning with your grandson is a priority and says the Gemara Mikan Va'elach Four lines before the wide lines. He wouldn't eat anything that was common for them to have in the morning, some meat uh, that was cooked over colds. He wouldn't touch that until he learned with his grandson. And not only did he learn what he learned yesterday, but he did a chazar. He was mosifa. He added to it. Priority. Got to learn with the grandkids. And says the Gemara, the same exact idea from another Amora, from Rabba Baravuna. Last of the short lines. What does the pasuk mean when it says vishinantam? Vishinantam. It's a strange source. It has two nuns in there. It says the Gemara. We know that the word mishnah means to repeat or to teach. There's only one nun. Why does the pasuk say vishinantam with two nuns to teach you? You shouldn't learn it only twice. You should learn it three times. That's why we learn it as vishilashtam. You should teach the teach the Torah three times to your kids. A person should split their learning years into three. We should spend a third of our time learning uh, Psukim, a third of our time learning Mishnais, and a third of our time learning Gemara slash Halacha. Ask the Gemara, how can you split your years? If you want to tell me that I know I'm going to live till 120, I can do 40, 40, 40, no problem. But if I don't know how long I'm going to live, and most of us don't live till 120, Got to come up with a math equation that's better than that. So it says the Gemara, Do we know how long a person lives? Says the Gemara, <laughs> excuse me, No, we, we do it day by day. So Rashi us, do we do two days at a time? Do we do one day at a time? Do we split up the learning, learning in one day into three parts? All the various uh, shitas. <laughs> And the word the Gemara says lefichach over here. Normally lefichach means therefore connected to the previous sentence. This is actually not connected to the previous sentence. The Gemara says 
three lines into the middle width lines, three, two thirds, three fourths of the way down to the bottom of Laman of Al. The Gemara says, The early Jews were referred to as Sofrim. Sofrim Kol They counted every letter in the Torah. The Vav of the word Gachon in the Pasuk that reads in Sefer Vayikra. That's considered a sharat and you cannot eat them. And the Pasuk of Darosh Darash, which is a Pasuk which is found in Sefer Baikra as well, the parak earlier than the halfway point of the letters, that's Chetzion Shel Tebos, that's the halfway mark of the words. V'hisgaleach, a pasuk later in, Vay, in Vayikra, Parakid Gimel, that's Shel Psukim. When you look at the number of Psukim, so we looked at letters, words, Psukim. And all three of them are within three or four prakim of one another in Sefer Vayikra. When the pasuk says, Yichar Semena, Chazir, Mi Ya'ar, this is a pasuk from Sefer Tehillim, says the Gemara, Ayin di Ya'ar, Chetzin Shel Tehillim. The Ayin of the word Ya'ar from the pasuk of Yichar Semena, Chazir, Mi Ya'ar, that Ayin is half of the book of Tehillim. And over here on the side, it says that this is Parak Pei, which is past the halfway point in Prakim. There's only 150 Prakim in Tehillim. This is Parak Pei, which is 80, which means that it's kind of a front-heavy uh, type of scenario, which is really interesting because Kufiyad Test, which is massive, is in the back half of... Uh, it's just interesting to note, again, just how it broke down. doesn't really matter, but it's just how it broke down. When the Pasuk says, which also is a Pasuk from Tehillim, the Gemara says over there that that's Chetziah B'Dipsukim. Boy of Yosef. Rav Yosef says eight nine lines from the bottom of the page on Lama Rabbanal. The Gemara says Vav de Gachon Mehaigisa Mehaigisa. Is the Vav de Gachon? We're assuming, of course, that there's an even number of letters, because if there was an odd number of letters, then Vav could be the middle letter. But the Gemara assumes that there is an even number of letters because there's one chunk on the right and one chunk on the left. Which side is the Vav on? The Vav of Gachon is that part of the first half of the letters in the Torah, or is it part of the second half in the Torah? The Gemara says, no, go get a Torah and count. Stop uh, stop guessing. Go get a Sefer Torah. Take it out of the Aron Kodesh. Put it on the Bima and count. Bez, Breshis, Bez, Resh. Uh, the whole Torah, count. The Gemara says, after all, Under another setting, they did this exact thing where they stood there and they counted all the letters in the Torah. Really, we can't do that. And this is a very, very, very important piece of Gemara for the history and the authenticity and the accuracy of a Sefer Torah. Back in the day, when the Rishonim would look at the Sefer Torah, we don't mean our form of Rishonim. We mean the Tanaim, right? They were the people who were the early ones. So these early people, says the Gemara, that they, um, not even that, they, I think the Nevi'im, it's referring to Nevi'im, not uh, talking about uh, people post the canonization of the of the Tanakh. They knew about Chaseros and Yaseros, whether the Vav was there, whether the Yud was there, the letters that were not different in translation per se, but different in spelling. Extra Vav, not extra Vav, extra Yud, not extra Anan, Lobeki Inan, we don't know. Okay, fine. Maybe we don't know the middle number of, uh, of letters because of chaseris and yaseros, but perhaps, says the Gemara, that we know which word, which word is the middle word. Vizgalech is a pasuk from Vayikra. Is that part of the first half or part of the second half of the Pesukim in the Torah? Says the Gemara, same thing. At least, at the very least, we can count the number of Pesukim. The Gemara says, no, we're really not good at breaking down Pesukim. Because after all, says the Gemara, the Chiyasa of Achabar Ada, Omar, he said, 
That which was said in Eretz Yisrael was one Pasuk, is actually three Pasukim. What is the Pasuk? The Pasuk on the side is um, is pretty lengthy. I'm not going to read the whole thing. But the Pasuk begins with, And we don't know if that's three Pasukim or if that's one. Prakim also, by the way. Some of them are from other religions. The, the breakdowns of the Prakim, that it was done by Yidin. Good. Tanarabana. The Gemara says three lines from the bottom on Daf Lama Namal. The Gemara says, Chamesha Salafam Ushmana Meos Ushmana Mushmana Psukim Havu Psuke Sefer Torah. Five thousand eight hundred and eighty-eight Psukim in the Sefer Torah. Yes, there are love to Hillam Shmona. There are eight extra ones in Sefer Tehillim. Chasermi men with Dibri Hayamim Shmona. And and uh, there's another eight less. I should say there's eight less in Dibri Hayamim. The Pasuk says that you should learn that the Torah should be very clear in your lips. When you're, at, when you're asked a question, as we'll soon see, you should say the answer clearly. If somebody asks you a question, don't stumble, don't stutter over your words and then give an answer. Tell him, you're asking me a question. This is the answer. I know my Torah cold. This is it. Where do we see this idea? Say to the wise one, you are my sister. And just like a man knows with clarity that he cannot be with his sister, so too he should know any other halacha of Isser. It can't be with this person. Remember in Yuvamos, the Shneos La'arayos, which we don't remember very many of by heart. All the Dine de Rabbanon, like Isurim, of sleeping with people who you shouldn't sleep with. Okay, the Omer also, it says, You should have them tied on your finger. be written on your heart. Just like the arrows in the hands of a gibor, your learning should be clear in your head. The uh, the arrows of the strong person should be shinunim, should be sharp. This pasuk is a homily, speaking about the fact that when you have all of the information clear to you, there's really nothing to worry about because you know it all. It says the Gemara Laman Amid Beis seven lines down. My es oivin bashar. What does that mean when the pasuk said right above oivin bashar? Uh, any of these pairs, if you and I are sitting in the base medrash, me, even if my father and I are having an argument about learning, we can become people who hate each other for the moment. We're a fiery conversation about what is correct in Torah, what is not. But, very importantly, we're not good at this second part as a community. We have to love each other. Difficult puzzle to understand in general. That we love each other at the end, that even though we fight in the beginning, it is Milcham Shel Torah, and we are fighting about it. Rabbi Tversky was, uh, gave a shir recently at my house, and he said this exact idea. He said, in Klal Yisrael, when we have machlokas, it sometimes comes off poorly, but Be'etzim, the machlokas, is usually about what is MS and what is not. This versus that, that organization versus this. Be'etzim, it's about what is MS, and that's the way it should be. We can argue, no problem, but don't walk away from one another without a hug and without loving each other, making sure that that relationship is still fantastic. <laughs> Let's talk about the Eitzahar. We're going to stop at the top of Lamed Aleph and Aleph. We're about a quarter of the way down at the two dots. Tanur Abanan. Visamtem. Samtam. The Torah is a medical uh, a medical offering. It's a medication that is complete. Nimshu Torah Kesam Chaim. The Torah is compared to a Sam Chaim. 
to a drug of life. There is a parable, the Gemara says, of a son whose father gave him a pretty big injury. Then the father then put a bandage on to heal the child. The father says to the child, my son, as long as you have the bandage on your hand, eat what you want, drink what you want, you can wash in cold, you can wash in hot, no problem at all. However, if you take off the bandage, says the Gemara, you're going to have growth on there that you don't want. There's going to be problems. It's not going to be good for you. So that's what the Gemara says is a mushal for the Yitzhahara. And the Gemara says on the last of the short lines, the third of the way down, this is what Hashem says to the Jewish people, my children, I did create the Yitzhahara, but I also created a solution, which is called the Torah. For those of us who are Osek in Torah, we will not be handed over to the Yetzirah. If we are learning properly, then we will not be handed over to the Yetzirah. That also means that if we do feel like we're handed over to the Yetzirah, we're not learning properly. Proper learning is a preventative measure to make sure that we will not be swallowed by the Yetzirah. Uh, that's if you um, are being osek v'torah, but if not, then you're going to have a big problem. That he really wants you, the Yitzhahara wants to get you. We are able to have control over uh, over ourselves and over the Yitzhahara. They say this about the Gra, that he didn't have a regular Musar Seder. He was completely inspired from Adaf Kamara. He never felt a desire to do anything wrong. And every time he had to go to the shuk, or every time he felt, uh, whatever this means, clape de gra, chisaron, a weakness, a kishlon, he would learn musr. He would learn the mamut. And of course, we know famously, he says there are no extra words in the many, first many prakam of the Ramchal. But if we were learning Torah properly, musr or not, we would not be overtaken by the Yitzhar. Panarabana, halfway down. Kashi Yitzhar, Shafili Yotzro, Kora Ora. The Yitzhahara is so bad that even a Kodesh Baruch who created it called him negative. That even the Yitzhahara is bad. The Yitzhahara it, uh, gets new every day by each person. And we make a drusher from the word Kol Hayom. It gets stronger every day and desires to kill you. Black on white, it wants to kill you. If Hashem wasn't helping us, if we didn't have assistance from a Kodesh Baruch there is Pashat, no way that we can succeed. Look in our world environment. Uh, everything at our fingertips, good, the bad, and the ugly, everything. The world environment that, uh, look, I'll go to the airport. No one's chashev anymore. No one. When my parents would fly in airplanes when we were kids, we had to press our pants before we got on the airplane. Literally, the crease in the front. I remember the ironing board as a little kid. Do you remember this? Just saying. You guys were very strict about it. Yeah, but it, it kind of worked. So it's true. I'm just old enough that, that it worked. But now you walk to the airport, everyone's literally in their pajamas. Like So it's a whole different world. We're not living in a sophisticated world in, in many aspects, and certainly not in a halachic world. But the answer really is that if we want to succeed, we can. We just need Hashem's help. If you are, um, if the Yetzirah bumps into you, that is so hard to do. When you're in the throes of a Yetzirah, Get up and go to the base medrash. Sit down and open a daf gemara. 
Im evenhu, if the Yitzhar Hara is a stone, ni moach, it will melt in the base medrash. Vim barzelhu, and if it's made out of iron, mispotzates, it will explode with sparks. Shneemar, halokod verike eishnu mashem, the chapatishu, fotzates, tzela, the Torah, is like fire, and it'll be like a hammer hitting on the metal. It will turn it into water. So this is how we should be approaching the Yitzhahara. The Yitzhahara is the real deal. But of course, we know that we have a solution. And that is how we should approach them. Says the Gemara, two-thirds of the way down, six times before the very wide lines. And how do we know about the din that a father has to marry off his child? So this Pasuk teaches us that I have an obligation to marry off my son to a woman. Asks the Gemara, I understand in regards to my son, I can create that scenario. It's really not up to the father to marry off his daughter. A man, a, a husband has to be brought in in order for the daughter to get married. In other words, the man is going to initiate this process, not the woman. So what then does the Pasuk mean? That it seems to be both directions. It's And then Ubanos, Ukhu, Livnechem, Nashim. Says the Gemara, this is what the answer is. Nitan la midi, we should give her something, she should dress beautifully. She should be adorned with jewelry, with makeup. She should make herself look beautiful. You're going to sit there slouched in the couch with a bag of popcorn in your hand. You haven't brushed your hair or teeth in a week. What are you expecting? got to prepare yourself. Go take a shower, brush your teeth, make your hair look nice and go. Then people are going to see you. They'll see the beauty in you. You don't have to make a show out of it. You don't need to get Botox injections, but you got to basics, just simple ABCs. Just take care of yourself. That's what the Gemara is saying. From where do we know that I have to teach my child in Umnus? Says the Gemara, The Gemara says, you should see a life with a woman that you love. Says the Gemara, if the Pasuk is not uh, a metaphor, it's actually talking about a woman, then then just like I'm obligated to marry off my son to a woman, I'm also obligated to teach my son a profession. And in Torah, if the Pasuk of is a homily and it's talking about Torah, then Manavshach. Then Kishem Torah, But it's but it's done by inference. There isn't the direct Marimakam that tells us about the need to teach our child our children in Umnus, but it is through inference of this Pasuk. That we have to teach our children how to swim, because it's uh, something that's safe. How far do the post game extend this? Does that mean we have to teach our children first aid? Does it mean we have to teach our children how to become lifeguards? Do we have to teach them uh, driver's ed? Do we have to teach them how to cross the street? What is the scope and parameters not listed here in the Gemara? Interesting conversation. Are there any upper limits? Do we have to teach them everything? They have to know how to do, uh, I don't know, whatever. They have to take out every uh, last injury. I don't know. Says the Gemara, my time of because it saves his life. First, at the very long lines. Rabbi Huda Omer, we had said in our Mishnah, that anyone, any child we don't teach an umnus to, then it's as though we taught him listus, we taught him to be a criminal. And our Mishnah had said, listus al no, rather, So the Gemara wants to know, my what's the difference between teaching listus and ki'ilum alamdo listus? If you taught him a business and he's not yet making money. Well, if you taught him a business and he's not yet making money, then you did a bad job. But does that mean that you're no longer responsible for his failure? Yes or no? That's the difference between the two shitas. What did the Mishnah mean when it said, What does it mean, mitzvos of the father on the child? 
If you want to say, like the Reish of our Mishnah said, that it's all of the mitzvahs that a father is obligated to, to perform to his child, Nashim Chayavos. That safe for the Mishnah said that a woman is Chayavos. We already said that that's not true about Tanya. We learned yesterday. Woman's not obligated in these things. So, what does that then in the Mishnah mean when it says, Mitzvah I must be talking about things like about covered for our parents and Yira for our parents. Says the Gemara. We're talking about mitzvos of a father that a son has to do to his father. The din applies both to men and women equally. How so? What does this look like? The Pasuk says in regards to Yirash it says, Ish. This is the Pasuk that reads, That a man, uh, a man should fear his mother. And his father, mother first. We'll discuss this in a minute. Amy Ish. Isha in the plural I in can if we're obligated to have Europe for our mother, Matamalomar Ish, Ish, Sipek Biadolasos, Isha ain't Sipek Biadolasos, Mibneshus Acheramaleha. That there might have been a this a distinction that a uh that when it comes to Sipek Biadolasos, when he's able to do this to both people, then great. But an Isha is not necessarily able to do that. Ain Sipek Biadolasos, somebody else is ruling over her. This is talking about the mother. That was our Havamina. That's why we have the Pasuk of Ish to teach us that both uh, a son has an obligation both to the mother and to the father. The mother's Meshubah to the husband to some degree. Maybe that makes things different. So that's why we have the Pasuk of Ish. Amar of Idi Bar Oven. However, Amar Rab Niskarsha Shneim Shavim. But once there's a divorce and the woman is no longer under any degree of subjugation to her husband, then the mitzvah of Yirashamayim for me to my mother and me to my father, had they not been married, so then it would have been identical. Tanur Rabbanon, eight lines from the bottom of the page. Nemar Kabeda Sevicha Beasimecha, Nemar Kabeda Shem Esashem Mehoncha. We have a sukkim that seem very similar. We have Kibud by Av and Aim and by a Kodesh Baruchu. Says the Gemara. Wow. The honor that one gives to their parents is similar to the honor that one gives to a Kodesh Baruch Hu. There's research on this about uh, the fact that children who learn healthy authority at home have an easier time praying. Massive study done outside of the Jewish community, done by in the, in the Christian world. They found that children who came from homes where authority was clear, that the parents had a healthy definition of who is in charge, when the parents are clear with their kids that they're in charge, those kids have an easier time praying when they're older because they learned what authority was from their parents and they mirror that over to authority in religion. Oh, Kaddish Baruch Hu is like my parents. Oh, they're strict but loving? Okay, then they're strict but loving. Oh, my parents are disasters? Kaddish Baruch Hu is probably a disaster. I think I'm not going to pray today. So it's fascinating research, not for now. Let's continue. Again, comparing to parents. The respect. When we say fear, we don't mean trembling alone. We're talking about things that we're not supposed to do. I'm not allowed to call my father by his first name, my mother by her first name, those kinds of things. So that's also a comparison. And again, oh, we have here also a comparison between being Mikalal parents and a Kodesh Baruch Also, here Birkas is used as a Lashon Sagi Nahor, which we see throughout Shas. Here it means a curse. It says a blessing, but if God forbid a person would curse their mother and father, then that would be similar to them cursing a Kodesh Baruch You're not allowed to do that. Obviously, you can't make a full comparison by uh, being make uh, aviv v'imo. 
Why not? Because you're able to hit your parents and you're not able to hit a Kodesh Baruch It's logical that all of these comparisons are true. We know that there are three partners in the creation of man. That there are these three partners. It says the Gemara, two lines from the bottom. When a person is respectful of their father or of their mother, it's as though I live among you and you have treated me with the utmost respect. Tanya the Brisa writes, Rabbi Omer, that a father, uh, that a son typically ha- has an easier time respecting his mother than his father, because the mother is on top of Lamed Aleph, Lamed Aleph, she's Pasha nicer than the dad. Usually there's a degree of truth to that. Therefore, because it's easier for the son to respect the mother than it is to respect the father, that's why the Pasuk says by, by it doesn't say it says because it's a little harder for the son to respect the father because it's usually the father's a little sharper, the mother, mother's a little softer. So that's why the Torah reversed the Pasuk by Kavod to remind us as children that even if it will be hard for, to connect to our father because they're a little sharper and the mother's a little nicer, we have to remind ourselves, to ourselves to take care of our fathers as well. On the flip side about Yerushalayim, for he who has created the world, that we typically have a greater level of fear of our fathers than we do of our mother. Why? Not because they're scary. What a fascinating piece of Gemara. Okay, that's a fascinating thing. So that's what the Gemara says. That's why when it comes to Yira, the Pasuk reverses the order of parents. Why does the mother come first here? Because it's harder for a son to fear the mother. It's easier to fear the father. They have learned Torah together. Maybe because when a father teaches Torah properly, the son sees the Yira Shemayim on the face of the father when he's learning Torah. A hundred pshatim to have over here. That's what the Gemara says. Tani Tana Kamei Rav Nachman. There was a brayse taught in front of Rav Nachman. Bizman Shadim Mitzaris Avi Vesim or Rachman Alitzlan. If a person is Mitzayer, they pain their father and or their mother. Amar Kadosh Baruch Hu I'm thrilled that I don't live down there with you. Had I lived down there with you, it would have been very, very, very painful for me. I didn't make you for that. I made you to be respectful. And these are all of the comparisons between parenting, uh, between the mitzvah of Kibbut Aba'im and Yira uh, Shamayim, that are all very similar to HaKadosh Baruch We'll stop right here, eight or nine lines down at the word Amar of Yitzchak, Kova Omer Aver. We'll pick up Emir Hashem tomorrow night with another blot. Wishing you all a beautiful night.